Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is a production of Chilling Entertainment and the creative team at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and a proud member of the Simply Scary Podcast Network. Visit simplyscarypodcast.com to learn more about this and our other weekly storytelling programs and become a patron today to show your support and get instant access to our extensive archive of downloadable ad-free tales of terror. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the show. Today's episode of Scary Stories Told in the Dark is brought to you by Shudder, the premium streaming video service from NC Networks with the largest, fastest growing selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural content in the world. I'll be back after tonight's first story to tell you a little more about my own experience with Shudder. Until then, take a moment to double bolt your doors and double-check your windows, and check beneath your bed. You never know who else might be tuning in along with you tonight. (laughs) Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Good evening. I'm storyteller Otis Gyre, and I ain't your grandfather. From where I'm from, we don't do bedtime stories. And if that's what you were expecting, you're in the wrong place. If it's terrifying tales you're after, well then, I've got just the thing. Get comfortable, settle in, turn off the lights, if you dare. Your night is about to get a whole lot darker. (laughs) Who needs sleep anyway? (laughs) Good evening. You're listening to Scary Stories Told in the Dark. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13. I'm your host, Otis Jiley. In tonight's episode, I'll be performing four stories for you about frightening frequencies, road trips gone wrong, ghastly games, and conniving creatures. You're listening to the standard edition of tonight's program. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy an extended version of this and other episodes with twice the terror, visit simplyscarypodcast.com and click Patrons in the upper menu to sign up today. Thank you for your support. Now it's time to get started, so lock your doors, turn your lights down low, and settle in. The show's about to begin. <laughs> Uh, 
Our first tale of terror this evening comes to us courtesy of author Dan David. Without further ado, I present to you Avoid the Radio Station AM 630. I'm writing this as somewhat of a warning, but also a slight cry for help. I do not know who else to turn to that may take me seriously, and I know that this community is often eager to help in situations like this. A few months ago, uh, in late July, I attended a music festival with my girlfriend, Debbie. This particular festival was in a small Wisconsin town called Twin Lakes. It went on from Thursday until past midnight on Sunday, so by the time we left the last show, trudged through the mud, picked up the last of our belongings from the campsite, and drove past the stampede of fellow festival-goers, it was pretty late. Her and I have attended this festival for the past four years. It's pretty much common knowledge amongst the community that cell phone service is completely gone after the first day. I think it's a combination of being in a small town and randomly filling a small area with thousands of people that causes the service to dissipate so quick. Because we were aware of this, we fully expected to not have use of our phone's GPS system to help us navigate the town. This didn't worry us, though, because, like I said, this was our fourth year and had pretty much learned the route back home by now. Unfortunately, the usual route we were prepared to take was completely blocked off. We saw flashing red and blue lights in the distance and later learned one of the festival-goers had been struck by a vehicle. After waiting for twenty minutes and not moving an inch, Debbie and I agreed we should try and find another way back. We pulled a U-turn and began to drive in the opposite direction. After a few minutes, we saw a side street and decided to try that out. This road... Well, it was dark. Really dark. The kind of dark when you drive slow and blare your high beams, which is what I did. Being into horror films, I took the opportunity to make a comment on our creepy surroundings to Debbie. She kind of laughed, but I noticed the fear in her voice and eyes. Being the loving guy I am, I decided I'd take advantage of her fear and scare her even more. Boyfriend of the year, I, am I right? I switched to the auxiliary setting in the car to the radio and immediately switched to AM. I scanned one by one until I found one that was just blaring white noise. I left it on and began making comments to Debbie in different horror-inspired voices. Things like, they're watching us. And, tonight seems like a nice night to die, don't you think? The crazy thing was... Debbie didn't find my hilarious jokes very entertaining and kept trying to shut the radio off. Buzzkill. I agreed to cut the act and told her it can all end if she played along a little bit by choosing one random AM station for us to listen to. With an annoyed sigh, Debbie reached over and spun the dial with little thought. The station she landed on was AM 630. She hit the spooky jackpot with that one. What we heard could only be described as a little girl singing with a high-pitched, distorted voice. I immediately began laughing at her selection, since it was exactly what I was hoping we'd find, and so much more. I whipped out my phone and recorded a Snapchat video of our reactions. I continued to laugh while Debbie nervously chuckled. I actually found it strange and a bit unnerving myself, but did not want to let her show in front of her. Macho guy routine and all that. I went ahead and switched back to the auxiliary and continued our drive home. A few minutes after switching back, the music got cut off once again and my high-pitched ringtone flooded the car with an ear-piercing jingle. The number was strange and told me it was from Russia, so I ignored it. I had recently purchased a URL from GoDaddy and made the foolish decision to not make it private, so my mobile number was made public for all the spammers to find. That meant receiving calls from randomly generated numbers. That became a common occurrence, which is why this one did not phase me too much. It did a little, though. Most of the spam numbers I received were domestic, 
and were received during weekday afternoons. It never received one at almost 1 a.m. on a Sunday night, let alone one from Russia. Not too long after rejecting the call, I received another. Again, it was an international number, this time from Morocco. I figured it was the same person as before, using the same random number generator, and once again ignored the number. A few minutes passed when, you guessed it, another call, though this one was in fact domestic. The call was coming from Phoenix, Arizona. Since this was from inside the U.S., and I was finally angry enough to answer and chew out the solicitor on the other end, I picked up. I wish I didn't. I angrily asked, Hello, several times, and did not receive an answer. Usually that would be my cue to hang up, but I was annoyed and felt persistent. Not to mention Debbie was watching and, you know, macho guy routine. I knew someone was there because I was able to hear some background static and the faint sound of someone breathing. Hey, asshole, I know you're there. What the hell do you want? What can you possibly be trying to sell at this hour? The silence lingered for a few more seconds before it was broken. I began to hear music. But it was not just any music. It was the same style of music we heard on the creepy radio station we'd just turn off before receiving the calls. I felt my face get flushed and sort of just frozen up, foam still in my ear. I don't know how long I sat there like that before I was snapped out of it. I hadn't realized what snapped me out of it until Debbie broke the silence in the car. Uh, what does he want? I looked into the rearview mirror and saw what Debbie was referring to. There was a pickup truck tailgating behind us that flashed its lights. The driver did it again, just one quick burst of their high beams in our direction. I had no idea what they could have wanted. I was going five to ten miles over so it wasn't because I was impeding traffic. It was a two-lane road with no oncoming traffic, so even if they were in a hurry, they could easily have gone around us and sped up. At this point, I was still on the phone and still had not heard anything but the music coming from the other end. For whatever reason, I did not hang up and was too distracted by the tailgater to try and pry more info from the caller. After about 30 seconds of being dangerously close to our car... The truck finally began to switch lanes in an attempt to pass us. It was dark, so I couldn't see into the driver's car through the windshield, and when they were beside us, we realized their windows were tinted very dark, definitely past the legal limit. In that moment, it didn't mean much to me, since I figured they'd pass us and be out of our hair soon. That didn't happen. The truck got in front of us and slowly began to apply their brakes. Red flags everywhere. I had read enough stories of criminal encounters to know this easily could be a trap to rob us or worse. I knew I had to be tactical to avoid any problems. Debbie, on the other hand, wasn't thinking so clearly. Feeling tired, anxious to be home, and now annoyed to her breaking point by this driver, she swiftly reached out her arm and pressed down firmly on my car horn. It wasn't the first time she'd pulled this move, and it was something that she does that I absolutely hate. I always tell her she's going to get us into some serious confrontation one day. A serious confrontation that will have to be handled by me. So I'm usually quick to grab her hand and remove it from the horn. This time, though, I was frozen. I was still on the phone with the mystery caller at this point, subconsciously transfixed on the chilling audio that was radiating into my ear. From the phone, I heard it. My car horn. It was delayed by a nanosecond and sounded far away, but I knew it was the same. I heard my car horn coming from the other end of the call. Whoever was in that truck was the person I was speaking to the person who called us with the suspicious numbers, the person who was playing the same radio station we had randomly discovered, and now the same person who almost got us to come to a complete stop in the middle of a Wisconsin back road at one in the morning. Fight or flight is a funny thing. It's very impressive how fast your mind can actually process information when it's fueled by fear. 
In what felt like the blink of an eye, my mind ran with the possibility of reaching for the baseball bat I kept in the back seat and coming at this driver with all my might. That fantasy quickly went south, as I pictured a group of men, grown, with guns spilling out of the truck, killing me, and doing God knows what to Debbie. I thank God to this day that the stupid macho guy routine came to an end right then and there. I quickly and haphazardly slammed down on the gas and swerved around the truck, picking up as much speed as I could. I might not have the fastest car in the world, but it's in pretty good condition. It was more than enough to escape the old worn-out pickup truck that was following us. After about ten minutes of speeding well past the legal limit, blowing stop signs and living out all my Vin Diesel fantasies, we were back in the more sprawling, busy areas of our route. There's no sign of the truck. Debbie, who was screaming at me for the first few minutes of the escape, was reduced to quiet crying as she clutched a pillow tight to her chest. My adrenaline had worn off, and now I was feeling shaky. We'd been in riding in dead silence the whole time, so I reached down to the floor of the car for my phone. I figured we can both benefit some cheery music to help lighten the mood, since we both clearly were not eager to discuss what had just happened. I grabbed the phone and tapped the home button. The screen illuminated, and I saw that I was still in the middle of a call. I'd never hung up the phone before speeding away, and apparently neither did the mysterious caller in the other end. We approached a red light, and I slowed down to a stop. That's when I put the phone up to my ear. My breathing was undoubtedly audible at this point. At first, I was met with silence, other than the same muted white noise as before. The silence was broken by the caller. In a deep voice, I heard one sentence that filled my body with nauseating chills. Almost had you. After that, the call was ended. I must have looked shaken because Debbie nervously asked me what was wrong. I simply shook my head without a word and continued driving. About thirty minutes later, we arrived home. At that point, we were so exhausted that we walked inside decided to leave unpacking the car for the next day and dropped into the bed without even bothering with showers. The next morning I grabbed the keys and went to bring the car closer to our apartment entrance in order to speed up the process of emptying all our camping gear. I got to the car and when I hit the unlock button on my keys, I did not hear the sound of the doors unlocking. Instead, I heard the dull thud of the locks remaining the same. In our tired days the night prior, we had neglected to lock the doors. I peeked inside the car and saw that everything seemed to still be there, including some cash that was visibly strewn across the passenger seat. I figured we'd gotten lucky and proceeded to get inside. Right away I knew something was wrong. It was a smell. Whether you know it or not, every single person has a scent. You can smell it when walked into certain homes or smelling someone's worn clothing. In that moment, I was picking up the scent that did not belong to me or Debbie. It wasn't bad, per se, but it was undeniably slightly musty with a hint of menthol. I got out of the car and inspected it once more. Again, nothing seemed out of place. I took a breath and told myself I was imagining things. Once again, I climbed into the driver's seat, this time ignoring the unusual smell. I stuck my key in the ignition and fired up the car. I almost jumped out of my skin when the radio began to play. I could have sworn we'd turn it off, but hell, I thought we'd lock the doors, too. It wasn't the radio being on that scared me. It was the fact that the radio was on its loudest setting and was programmed to AM 630. I could almost hear my heart beating rapidly as I stared wide-eyed at the council. I knew for a fact we'd switched it to the auxiliary setting. I just knew it. The radio station was no longer playing the haunting sounds of the night prior and was now projecting the sounds of some obscure talk radio or news channel. At that point, I did not have enough energy to deal with this any longer. 
I turned off the radio and drove the car up to our building entrance. Debbie was waiting there for me. We both looked exhausted. Without speaking very much, her and I worked together to empty the car. I parked it back in our spot, and that was that. There were no more weird calls other than the usual spam. No strange discoveries with the car, that radio station, etc. I tuned it into it a few times and found that it was still the same boring news channel. Since Debbie and I live in Chicago, I figured it made sense that it would change. Things went back to normal. That is, until last week. It started when I checked my phone in the middle of my lunch break at work. I had four missed calls, all from random numbers. The last one was the same Phoenix number I picked up on the way back from Wisconsin. That number had left a voicemail. In the voicemail, as you may have guessed, was more of the creepy music we hear that night. There was no other sounds or voices, just the damn music. Since then, I had noticed a lot of cars with Wisconsin license plates. It's probably all in my head, I know. Cars from neighboring states is nothing crazy, but it just seems like they were way more than usual, parked around our apartment, driving past me on the street, etc. I would probably be able to brush all this off if it wasn't for what happened yesterday. I was getting out of a meeting at work and checked my phone. I had three missed calls, two from random numbers, again, nothing super unusual, and one from Debbie. She'd left a voicemail. Upon playing it, I almost threw up my lunch. It was the eerie music. I called her right away, and she picked up after the first ring. She answered normally, and I began to ask her what the voicemail was all about. At this point, I figured she was just playing a prank on me this whole time, and just forgot to mask her number before making that particular call. I demanded she confess it was her, and when she finally started to cry while denying it all, I relented. I apologized for screaming at her. I explained everything that was happening for the past week and ended it all with her missed call and voicemail. It was quiet on her end. When she finally spoke, the adamant fear in her voice began to make sense. She explained to me that she couldn't have made that call. She was running errands and had been grocery shopping at our local mega-chain supermarket. In a rush to stay on schedule, she'd forgotten her phone in the car. I don't know what to do. A small part of me still suspects she may be playing a very long practical joke on me, but she has never been the prank type. And even if she was, how could she have orchestrated the radio station with a pickup truck? Doesn't add up. All I know is, I haven't let down my guard for a while. I'm carrying a knife on me and I'm looking into getting my conceal and carry license ASAP. I'm going to insist Debbie does the same. She's not a fan of guns, so if she is behind this, maybe that will be what makes her confess. Has anyone in the southern Wisconsin area, by any chance, had experience with this radio station? If not, please do not access it. I can't be sure the station itself has any connection to what's been happening, but why risk it? I'm scared. I hope this ends soon. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I hope you enjoyed Avoid the Radio Station AM 630 by author Dan David. Up next, we've got a tale from author Illegal Carrot that'll make you think twice before you jump into a car for a road trip with your buddies. Before I proceed to transfer the heebie-jeebies to you, though, I'd like to tell you a bit more about tonight's sponsor, Shudder, the only video streaming service for horror fans like you and I, and a special offer they've got for those of you listening in tonight. AMC Network's Shudder is a premium streaming video service, super-serving fans of all degrees with the best selection of horror and thrillers. Shudder's irrepressible and thriving community reveals in all things provocative, evocative, and dangerous. From bantering with Shudder on social media and contributing fantastic irreverent reviews to relishing in member-only perks such as exclusive releases and VIP movie screenings, Shudder believes there is safety in numbers. Don't be left in the dark alone. You can stream great thrillers, horror, and suspense for just $4.99 a month. Or save yourself nearly $10 and sign up annually for only $49.99 per year. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. Think of it as the Netflix of horror. You can count on Shudder.com to keep you guessing with the unexpected. Each and every week, new edge-of-your-seat suspense, spine-tingling thrillers, and shocking horrors are added to their already formidable library. And Shudder is uncluttered, too. After signing up, you'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your favorite devices, including the iPhone and iPad, Apple TV, Android devices, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, and for our gamers out there, the Xbox One. So, no matter what your device of choice may be, there's no need to go without your fix of the frightening. Shudder's got your back. And best of all, Shudder's content is unparalleled with the genre, with their unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics and blockbuster hits, you'll never run out of nightmare fuel. We here at Scary Stories Told in the Dark have been signed up with Shudder for months now, and I can't believe what we were missing out on. Well, upcoming releases? Critters, a new binge. That'll hit Shudder on the March 21st, our Shudder-exclusive series. The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs that hits Shudder also on March 29th, a Shudder exclusive series. Collections like classic slashers, Take Me Back to the Glory Days of Suspense, and if you're in the mood for some femme fatales, The Vengeance is Hers set will make certain you'll never underestimate a woman's pension for mayhem again. And of course, there are horror comedies too, so you can enjoy a good laugh at someone else's expense. <laughs> My team and I love the classics, so that alone was worth the price of admission for us. Once you add in all the vast selection of new content and their extensive exclusive library, none of which you'll find on Netflix, there's no reason to ever look anywhere else for our horror film fix. The exclusives they have, and are always adding, are absolutely incredible. The new Shudder original, A Discovery of Witches, is available now, as is Stanley's Lucky Man, Season 2. Not to mention Puppet Master, The Little Reich, which you won't find anywhere else either. And all of this is just the tip of the blood-soaked iceberg. There's so much more lurking inside, just waiting to be discovered. Best of all, Shudder's always got something amazing to look forward to. On March 21st this past month, their brand new Critters film, The New Binge, went live, and you can check it out now and get your nightmarish nostalgia on tonight, included with your membership. 
On March 29th, Shudder's newest exclusive series also launches, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. You won't want to miss it. All of this and much, much more is available and at your fear-loving fingertips for just $4.99 a month. And this month, as a listener of my program, you can get 30 days of Shudder totally free by using promo code TOLD. That's right. To try Shutter free for 30 days, go to Shutter.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. And use promo code TOLD to let them know that Otis Jerry sent you. Simple as that. Once again, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com and promo code TOLD. What have you got to lose? Except for maybe some sleep? Shit, we need sleep anyway. <laughs> now, turn those lights down low and get cozy. We've got another frightening tale coming right up. <laughs> Our second story today comes to us from an author who goes only by the moniker Illegal Carrot. I present to you, Stay Inside the Car. The sun began to set over the horizon. The sky had been consumed by a bright orange tint with a touch of pink. That was the countryside for you. For long as I can remember, I've been absolutely fascinated by nature. It was beautiful. From the amazing views of mountaintops to the wonders of wildlife, I loved it all. It was for this reason that every year or so, Four of my closest mates and I would drive to the base of a mountain and set up camp at the local campsite. While camping, we'd do all sorts of activities, but our time in the mountains mostly consisted of hiking. This year was no different. My mates, Jason, Thomas, Samuel, and Peter, and I were on our way to the same campsite we visit each year. It's roughly a four-hour drive, so we would all take shifts at the steering wheel. We'd already been driving for, for an hour and a half. By now, we were already in the countryside, far from any urban areas. In fact, there wasn't another town for miles to come. We'd already cycled through two people, being me and Samuel, and it was Jason's turn at the wheel. The sun was beginning to set now. Uh, the way we had it planned... We were going to arrive at the campsite just after dark, at around 7.30 p.m. However, due to delays and detours, we were significantly behind our schedule. <laughs> we'll be lucky to make it by ten, exclaimed Samuel. Yeah, maybe if Jason wasn't so shit at driving, we'd be at least halfway there by now. Peter moaned. Oh, shut the hell up, Peter. It's not my fault that the highway was closed off. All right, calm down. Just pull your leg, mate. As our long haul continued, we began our drive deeper into unknown terrain. Considering that our normal road was closed off, we were forced to take a massive detour. The turnout left us in the middle of nowhere. Are you sure you know where you're going? Thomas asked. Almost looks like we're in... lost. Following the GPS... This is where it's telling me to go. Jason barked. We continued to drive uh, for another ten minutes or so, still in unknown terrain, when our worst nightmare suddenly became reality. What the hell? Jason exclaimed as the car's engine began to sputter as the car began to lose speed. Jason pulled the car over to the side of the road just as the engine gave out. Our car had broken down in the middle of nowhere. God damn it, I sighed. As if our situation wasn't crap enough already. See, this is what happens when we let Jason drive, Peter said jokingly. Fuck off, Peter. Jason snapped, violently slamming his hand on the steering wheel. All right, calm down, guys. We'll sort this shit out. I assured everyone. Now, stuff you guys, Jason exclaimed as he opened his car door. Where are you going? To check on the engine, you dipshit. 
Jason shouted as he slammed the door behind him. Then he walked to the front of the car and lifted up the bonnet. Jesus, what's his problem? Peter exasperated. Give me a break, Peter, I replied. I'm just joshing with him. He doesn't need to take it so seriously. Nah, mate, you got too carried away. Thomas chipped in. Fuck off, Thomas. Don't act like you weren't in on this. Don't tell me to fuck off, asshole. Tensions continued to rise as the guys bickered amongst each other. Jason was still behind the bonnet, checking on the engine. As everyone was arguing with one another, I took a minute to get a proper glance at our surroundings. To our left was a massive empty field. It was fenced off. There was a sign on the fence that read, DO NOT ENTER, in all caps. In the far distance, I could barely make out some sort of structure on the horizon of the field. Presumably a barn, or something like that. To our right was a forest. Just like the fields, the forest was fenced off, this time with a sign simply reading, Danger. I couldn't see anything beyond the trees. It was almost nightfall, so there wasn't much light shining down on the forest. One other thing that caught my attention was a semi-truck that was parked roughly 200 meters on the other side of the road. I couldn't tell if there was anyone inside of it, though. We were truly in the middle of nowhere. Ten minutes had passed since our car had broken down. Jason was still behind the bonnet, checking the engine. Everyone else's patience was wearing thin. What the hell's taking him so long? Peter complained. Yeah, it'll be dark any minute. I don't want to be stuck out here after the sun sets, Samuel added. They were right. We didn't have a lot of time before night would fall. I decided it was finally the time to check on Jason. I rolled down my window and stuck my head out. Oi, Jason, I shouted. You fixed the engine yet? I got no response. Jason? Are you done yet? Still no response. I opened my side door and stepped out of the car. I walked up to the bonnet. Jason wasn't there. I walked back inside the car. Is he almost done? Peter asked as I closed the door behind me. He's gone, I replied. What? What do you mean he's gone? I mean he's not there anymore. Well, did you see where he went? No. Hold on, let me try calling him. I dialed Jason's number and held the phone against my ear. I instantly got his voicemail. He's not picking up. Shit! Thomas exclaimed. Where the hell could he have gone? I don't know, I replied. We all just sat in silence for a second. Maybe he went over to that truck for help, Samuel said while pointing to the semi-truck across the road. All right, I'll go check, Thomas said as he stepped out of the car. We all watched as Thomas walked up to the semi-truck. Is the engine fixed at least? Peter questioned. I leaned over to the driver's seat and tried starting the engine. The car sputtered momentarily and then gave up. Nope, engine still busted. Well, let me go check on it then, Peter said as he opened his door. No, I abruptly exclaimed. Just stay here. Wait for Thomas to get back. What? Why? Peter questioned. I just, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right, I replied. Peter stared at me questionably for a second. All right, he finally said as he closed his door. If you say so. Guys, Samuel abruptly shouted. I can't see Thomas anymore. What? I said as I glanced over at the semi-truck. Did you see where he went? He disappeared behind the truck. Shit, Peter said as he opened his door again. I gotta check on him. No, I shouted once again. Stop. Let me try calling him first. He might be in danger, you idiot, Peter shouted. Just get back in the fucking car. I shouted as I held my phone against my ear. Peter stared at me with a frustrated look in his eyes. He held his position as the phone rang, kept ringing for a few seconds, and finally, 
Yellow? I heard Thomas's voice answer. Thomas, I shouted. Are you all right, man? Where are you? Calm down, he assured me. I'm just behind the truck. Look. I glanced back at the truck to see Thomas waving at me. Reassured, Peter sat back down in the car. Jesus, man, we thought something happened to you, I replied. What are you doing back there? Did you find Jason? Nah, but I found some supplies in the truck. Figured we could use them to fix the car, he replied, as he disappeared behind the truck once again. All right, well, just stay on the line while you're getting them, I said. Okay, if you say so. But I'll have to put the phone down to carry this stuff. All right, just stay on the call. I requested once again. Sure thing. Thomas proceeded to put his phone down and continued gathering supplies. I could hear the clanking of metal in the background of the call. The sun had just set about now. The sky was slowly being consumed by the darkness of the night. Jesus, someone's a little paranoid. Peter exclaimed as we waited for Thomas. You can talk. You were about to sprint out of the car and run after Thomas, I replied. Besides, we still don't know where Jason is. I'm seriously worried about him. Here, I'll, I'll try calling him this time. Peter said. He dialed Jason's number and held the phone to his ear. Suddenly, Peter's face was filled with horror. What's wrong, I asked. Peter didn't say anything. He just glanced at his phone and then suddenly handed it to me still with a horrified look on his face. I held Peter's phone against my ear. Horrified, I hung up on the call and dropped Peter's phone. What the hell was that? I asked Peter. I have no fucking clue. Peter replied, still mortified. It's hard to describe, but on the other end of the call were these strange noises. It sounded like a mix of demonic screaming, crying, and other horrific, indistinguishable noises. And I can't be sure, but I think I heard Jason's voice faintly in the background of the call. I was frozen in fear for a minute, still trying to process what I had just heard. I don't know what those noises were, and I don't know what happened to Jason. All I knew was that we needed to get out of there as quickly as possible. In a flash, I grabbed my own phone, still in a call with Thomas. Thomas, you need to get back to the car right now, I shouted. I didn't get a response. Thomas, answer me! Only silence. Then suddenly, I heard the sound of a long bang in the distance. It was the sound of metal clashing, as if someone had dropped a bunch of supplies on the ground. Oh shit, it got Thomas, I shouted. What do you mean it got Thomas? What the hell is it? Samuel asked in panic. I didn't answer Samuel. Instead, I locked all of the car doors and turned off all the lights. What the hell are you doing? Peter shouted. Shut the fuck up for a second. Everyone just shut up. We all sat in silence. It was dark now, almost pitch black outside. What are you doing? Samuel whispered. Why'd you turn off all the lights? Just keep quiet and stay low. I think there's something out there, I replied. Like what? A bear or something? No, I don't know. I don't know what's out there, but whatever it is, I think it's got Jason and Thomas. We just need to stay in the car and keep quiet. Hopefully, it won't know we're here. No, nah, man. This is crazy. Peter said, shaking uncontrollably in his chair. We gotta get out of here. Peter wasn't in a sane state anymore. No, I shouted. Stay in the car. Peter didn't try to argue with me this time. He was too scared to do anything. There was silence again. Peter was shivering in a fear. I sat still, staring into the dark abyss outside our car. It was too dark to see anything. I couldn't tell if something was out there or not. Suddenly, a faint screech was let off in the distance. It didn't sound human. What the hell was that? Peter asked, horrified. My heart was racing at this point. Something was definitely out there. Something inhumane. I tried thinking of what to do next. Samuel, try calling for help. I can't. I've lost reception, he replied. Crap. 
We're stranded. I contemplated again, thinking of another plan. All right, we'll just have to stay calm and stay in the car no matter what. If we wait till sunrise, then we can... Are you fucking insane? Peter shouted aggressively. No way! I'm not staying in here till morning. That thing's going to kill us if we wait here. Peter then proceeded to open his side door and sprint out of the car, right into the dark abyss. Peter, no! Samuel shouted as he opened his own door. Samuel, don't go out there! He shouted. I gotta go after Peter. Samuel shouted as he ran off, leaving his door open behind him. Samuel, please stay here! But it was too late. Samuel had already ran off into the darkness. Freezing and mortified, I tried contemplating what to do next. Should I go after him? Should I try making a run for it, too? Before I could decide what to do next, I heard the sounds of screaming in the distance. It was Peter. I could also hear Samuel shouting in the distance. Couldn't make out everything that he was saying. I could only make out one of his words, my name. He was calling out to me. He was calling out for help. I just sat in the car, chilled to the bones, my eyes wide open with fear. I'm alone now. Everyone else is dead. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what to do next. Peter and Samuel left the door open as they ran out. I'm too scared to close it. I'm too scared to move. It's been 15 minutes since Samuel and Peter left the car. Every few minutes or so, I hear a screeching in the distance. It sounds closer with each screech. I'm writing this story because I don't know what else to do. I'm scared. It's dark. I'm alone. And there's something outside, slowly coming toward me. Thanks for joining me tonight for Scary Stories Told in the Dark. If you like what you heard and would like to hear a premium extended edition of tonight's episode, which includes two more terrifying tales, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click the Patrons link in the menu at the top of the screen. You'll find yourself on Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, where you can sign up for a season pass and get access to all 24 ad-free extended episodes from this season or sign up as a patron for just $5 per month and get access to not just my show, but our network's audio archive of hundreds of previous releases, including premium versions of our other shows. Not only that, but you'll be lending your support to this very program and help me continue bringing nightmares to life each and every week. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Shudder, for their support of this show. Don't forget, as a listener, you can get 30 days of Shudder totally free by using promo code TOLD. Once more, to try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use promo code TOLD to let them know that Otis Gyre sent you. You won't be sorry you did. Until next week, stay spooky and get some sleep, if you can. <laughs>
Sound design and final mixing and mastering provided by executive producer and director Craig Groshek. Program's artwork and logo by David Romero. If you're looking for some fresh tales on a daily basis while waiting for the next podcast, check out my YouTube channel, the Otis Jivey channel, and my extensive collection of narrated tales there. Simply search on YouTube by my name and you'll find me. And don't forget to subscribe and press the bell notification icon to get my latest releases. Got a scary tale of your own that you'd like performed? I take submissions. Email it to me today at otis at simplyscarypodcast.com to have your terrifying tome considered for production in a future episode of this show. That's O-T-I-S at simplyscarypodcast.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard on tonight's program and are joining us on your favorite podcast app, subscribe to us to be sure you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review and a comment. Your feedback means a lot to me. You can also follow Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and yours truly on Facebook to connect anytime and get the latest updates on this and other programs and my channel. If you're listening on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification icon for CTFDN as well to get more spooky tales from me and the crew and another episode of this program each and every Wednesday. And don't forget to hit that thumbs up button to tell us how we're doing and leave a kind word or a request. And don't forget to visit us at ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com and consider supporting the team by becoming a patron. In addition to helping us out, you'll get exclusive access to our audio archive and ad-free downloads of all your favorite stories, including those you've heard on this program. As for me, I'll be back next Wednesday with more terrifying tales to keep you up all night. But that's all right. Who needs sleep anyway? <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.